Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Rambam by Ram Goldhar, and today we're Zechus Sota Daf Mem Vav, the ninth parak Egla Arufa. The Zichud Mesechus Sota program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Chazakas Atayra. So the three types we're going to focus on: number one, although a blemish disqualifies a paraduma, it does not disqualify an Egla Arufa because the word Ba, written by paraduma, excludes Egla Arufa from this disqualification. The Gemara is that a similar exclusion written by Egla, where any work is disqualified, should exclude par from any work disqualifying, except for a yoke, which is written by par. Yet Rav said, If he placed a bundle of sacks on the cow, it is disqualified. The Gemara answers that the law is Egla is derived from para with a gazer shava, and the exclusion written by Egla teaches that work does not disqualify a carbon. Rough statement concludes, Uba Egla With regard to Egla, it is valid until he pulls the bundle. Gemara, since the broader work disqualification of para is derived from Egla, why is it disqualified as soon as the bundle is placed on it when an Egla is only disqualified after it pulls the bundle? It answers that this reflects the opinion of another ton who includes other work disqualification of a para. Rabbi Yochanan defined the amount of pulling disqualifying Egla to be the full width of a yoke, which is a tefach. Pointing to a Bryce restates the previous mission. The Pusik states, And the elders say, Our hands did not spill this blood, and our eyes did not see. Did it enter our minds that the elders of Basin are spillers of blood? Rather, they mean that the victim did not come to us and we sent him off without food and we did not see him and leave him to go without escort. Rav Mer said, We force a person regarding escort because its reward is without limit. This is demonstrated from the incident where a Kanani wordlessly indicated the hidden entrance of Basel to the army of Sheva Yosef, enabling it to be conquered. This man and his family were spared. He founded the city of Luz, which produced Techelas, escaped Sancheribs and Nebuchadnezzar's conquest, and even the angel of death has no permission to pass through it. And point with you, Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Meir, Whoever does not escort or is not escorted is as if he spilled blood. For if the men of Yericho had escorted Elisha from their city, he would not have incited bears against the children for making fun of him, who would not have done so had he been escorted. The Gemara explains that when they called out, Go away, bald one. Go away, bald one. They meant, Go away, for you have made this place bald for us by curing the city's bitter waters, making their importing service unnecessary. Rabbi says they were called Na'arim Yuz, Shimon Nu'arim Min because they were emptied of mitzvahs, and Katanim Little, Shayu Mekatni Amman, because they were of little faith. A teaches they were used, but they belittled themselves like children. The Pasuk says Elisha saw them and cursed them, and four interpretations were offered. He gazed at them from punishment, which causes either death or poverty. He discerned that they were conceived on Yom Kippur when relations are prohibited. He saw that they had a pagan hairstyle, or that he perceived they did not have a trace of mitzvah in them, nor in their descendants. So once again, the three points are number one. Although a mum, a blemish, disqualifies a paraduma, it does not disqualify an agorufa because the word ba, written by paraduma, excludes agorufa from this disqualification. The Gemara is that a similar exclusion written by Egla, where any work is disqualified, should exclude par from any work disqualifying, except for a yoke, which is written by par. Yet Rav said, If he placed a bundle of sacks on the cow, it is disqualified. The Gemara answers that the law is Egla is derived from para with the gazer shava, and the exclusion written by Egla teaches that work does not disqualify a carbon. 
rough statement concludes, with regard to Egwa, it is valid until he pulls the bundle. Since the broader work disqualification of para is derived from Egla, why is it disqualified as soon as the bundle is placed on it when an Egla is only disqualified after it pulls the bundle? It answers that this reflects the opinion of another Tan who includes other work disqualification of a para. Rabbi Yochanan defined the amount of pulling disqualifying Egla to be the full width of a yoke, which is a tefach. Point number two, Abraissa restates the previous mission. The Pasuk states, And the elders say our hands do not spill this blood and our eyes do not see. Did it enter our minds that the elders of Basin are spores of blood? Rather, they mean that the victim did not come to us and we sent him off without food and we did not see him and leave him to go without escort. We force a person regarding escort because its reward is without limit. This is demonstrated from the incident where a Kanani wordlessly indicated the hidden entrance of Basel to the army of Sheva Yosef, enabling it to be conquered. This man and his family were spared. He founded the city of Luz, which produced Techelas, escaped Sancheribs and Nebuchadnezzar's conquests, and even the angel of death has no permission to pass through it. And point number three, Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Meir, Whoever does not escort or is not escorted is as if he spilled blood. For if the men of Yericho had escorted Elisha from their city, he would not have incited bears against the children for making fun of him, who would not have done so had he been escorted. The Gemara explains that when they called out, Go away, bald one. Go away, bald one. They meant, Go away, for you have made this place bald for us by curing the city's bitter waters, making their importing service unnecessary. Rabbi says they were called Na'arim Yuz, Shimonu'arim Min Hamitzvah, because they were emptied of mitzvahs, and Katanim Little, Shayu Mekatni Amana, because they were of little faith. Abraissa teaches they were used, but Ubizbezu Atzman Kekatanim, they belittled themselves like children. The Pasuk says Elisha saw them and cursed them, and four interpretations are offered. He gazed at them from punishment, which causes either death or poverty. He discerned that they were conceived on Yom Kippur when relations are prohibited. He saw that they had a pagan hairstyle, or that he perceived they did not have a trace of mitzvah in them, nor in their descendants. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Daf Mem Vav, and our standard simon is a cow that goes moo. So here goes. The red heifer that went moo and her friend the blemished Egla Rufa that was not disqualified who were listening to a group of judges saying they did not kill a man by sending him off without Levaya ran to hide when a bald prophet walking without escort incited bears against men of little faith who ridiculed him. So once again slow motion. The red heifer that went moo, red heifer, moo, that must more enough menvav, moo. The red heifer that went moo and her friend the blemished Egla Rufa that was not disqualified, which reminds us, although a moom, a blemish, disqualifies a paraduma, it does not disqualify an Egla Rufa because the word ba, written by paraduma, excludes an Egla Rufa from this disqualification. The Gemara proceeds to discuss the work disqualifications of an Egla Rufa and paraduma. So the red heifer that went moo and her friend the blemished Egla Rufa that was not disqualified, who were listening to a group of judges saying they did not kill a man by sending him off without Levaya, which reminds us, Abraissa restates the previous mission. The Pasuk states, And the elders say, Our hands do not spill this blood, and our eyes do not see. Now did it enter our minds that the elders of Basin are spillers of blood? Rather, they mean that the victim did not come to us, and we sent him off without food, and we did not see him and leave him go without escort. We force a person regarding escort, because its reward is without limit. 
So the red heifer that went moo and her friend the blemish Egla Rufa that was not disqualified were listening to a group of judges saying they did not kill a man by sending him off without Levaya ran to hide when a bald prophet walking without escort inside of bears against men of little faith who ridiculed him, which reminds us of the incident of Alicia and the bears. So once again, the red heifer that went moo and her friend the blemish Egla Rufa that was not disqualified who were listening to a group of judges saying they did not kill a man by sending him off without Levaya, ran to hide when a bald prophet walking without an escort inside of bears against men of little faith who ridiculed him. All right, so now it's time for four blah back Chazara. Daf Membeis, so the Simran Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster, mobster, that must have been more Daf Membeis. The mobster in the red pinstripe suit giving a pep talk to his men. We're about to go out and fight with another crime family, which reminds us, the eighth period begins by describing the words spoken to the nation by the Meshul of Muhammad before going to battle, which were in Lashon HaKodesh. He told them they were heading to war against your enemies, meaning not against your brothers, that if you fall into their hands, they'll have mercy on you. Rather, you're going to war against your enemies, that if you fall into their hands, they will not have mercy on you. So the mobster in the red pinstripe suit giving a pep talk to his men were about to go out and fight with another crime family was shocked when his brazen giant fighter got felled by a young man, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan Darshan's the name Goliath is saying, Sha'aman begil yipanim with Kajbarhu. They stood brazenly before Kajbarhu and he said, Bruachem ish v'yered alai. Choose for yourselves a man and let him come down to me, by which he meant to Shem, who's called an ish mochama, a man of war. Akash Baruch responded, I'll hereby fell him through a son of man, meaning a young man, which is how David is described. So the mobster in the red pinstripe suit, giving a pep talk to his men, were about to go out and fight with another crime family, was shocked when his brazen giant fighter got felled by a young man who killed four warriors, all descendants of a woman who cried four tears, which reminds us. The Gemara explains why the four warriors, Saf, Madun, Galias, and Yishbi, fell before David. The Pasuk says, Vatishak Arpa Kaba, and Arpa kissed her mother-in-law, but Rus cleaved to her. Rav Yitzhak said, Baruch said, let the sons of the one who was kissed, meaning Arpa, come and fall in the hand of the sons of the one who cleaved, referring to Rus. Rava Darshan that Arpa merited for these four warriors to descend from her in reward for the four tears she shed when parting from Naomi. Daf Mem Gimel, so the similar Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The most recent issue of Ancient Midnight Battles magazine. Magazine? That must be more in Daf Mem Gimel. The most recent issue of Ancient Midnight Battles magazine captivated the attention of the great Ben Puti General, which reminds us it was Tan Nebraisa, not for not to Pinchas go to battle against Midian, rather to take revenge for his mother's father, Yosef, who was sold as a slave by the Midianites. The more questions Pinchas descend from Yosef from a Pasuk, identifying his mother as Mimenos Putiel, from the daughters of Putiel. Is this not because they descended from Yisru, who was called Putiel? Because he fattened calves for idolatry? The Gemara answers, Yosef No, they descended from Yosef called Putiel because he scorned and conquered his desire. The Gemara answers, the Gemara concludes that he descended from both, one from his mother's father and one from his mother's mother. This is supported by the Yudin Putiel, which indicates multiple meanings. So, the most recent issue of Ancient Midnight Battles magazine captivated the attention of the great Ben Puti General, 
who was sitting on his porch while exempt from war due to his recent engagement, which reminds us the next mission teaches about the officers declaring the three exemptions from going to battle. One who built a new house and did not inaugurate it, one who planted a vineyard and did not redeem it in the fourth year, and one who married a woman and did not complete the marriage. So the most recent issue of Ancient Midianite Battles magazine captivated the attention of the great Bamputi general, who was sitting on his porch while exempt from war due to his recent engagement, behind a young tree he had grafted onto another tree, which was planted as a fence, which reminds us. The Mishnah taught that in addition to planting, grafting a plant also exempts from going to war. Rezer explains that this refers to permitted grafting. The Gemara wonders what the case is, and Rabbi Yermi explained that he grafted onto a young tree which was not subject to Orla, such as in a case where he planted the first tree as a fence or for beams, which is exempt from Orla. Therefore, only the graft exempts the owner from going to war. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak provided another answer. Daf Mem Dalad, so the similar Daf Mem Dalad is mud. So here goes. The scared soldier who is trudging home in the reddish mud. Mud? That must be more on Daf Mem Dalad. The scared soldier who is trudging home in the reddish mud, which reminds us, the next mission records Malchok is about the meaning of Hayarav al-Rachalevav, one who is frightened and faint-hearted, who also returns home from war. Does it literally mean scared of battle or scared from Averos? And if Averos, is that the Raisa Averos or even the Rabban Averos? So the scared soldier who's trudging home in the reddish mud, when all of a sudden he heard that the war was a Mohammed's mitzvah and he must return to battle, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught Bamedvar Mamurim Bamahamas Rashus, when are these exemptions said regarding discretionary wars? Of a Mohammed's mitzvah hakol yotzim, but regarding wars of mitzvah, everyone goes out to battle. I feel even a chasim from his chamber and a kala from her chuppah. So the scared soldier who was trudging home in the reddish mud, when all of a sudden he heard the war was a Mohammed's mitzvah, and he must return to battle, asked five judges measuring the distance from a mace in the mud to the nearest city for some chizuk. Which reminds us, the ninth parak of Sota discusses the procedure of Eglarufa. The Tanakam in the Mishnah says, Three Dayanim from the great basin of Yishalayim would go out to measure from the surrounding cities to the corpse. Rav says, Chamisha, five, because it says, Zikanecha, Shnaim, your elders implying two judges, Veshoftecha, Shnaim, your judges implying two additional judges, Vein based in Shako, and a basin cannot be an even number of judges, Mosifin Alen Odechad. So we add one more to them, totaling five. Daf Mem Hay. So the simple Daf Mem Hay is Monopoly. So here goes. The entire court of judges who came out to measure the mysterious mace slumped over the red Monopoly board. Monopoly board? That must be more in Daf Mem Hay. Monopoly? The entire court of judges who came out to measure the mysterious mace slumped over the red Monopoly board in the middle of nowhere, which reminds us, the Gemara notes that our Mishnah does not accord with Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, who says, Zekanecha zo Sanhedrin, your elders, refers to Sanhedrin, Shoftecha zemelch ukongadol, your judges, refers to the king, and kongadol. The Gemara seeks to clarify if the entire Sanhedrin needs to come. So, the entire court of judges who came out to measure the mysterious mace slumped over the red Monopoly board in the middle of nowhere were shocked to discover one mace on top of another and debated who to measure from, which reminds us a bio was asked, two corpses, which are found one on top of the other, from where does one measure to surrounding cities? Do we say, something covered by its own type, meaning another corpse, is considered covered and exempt from Eglal Rufa, but something raised on its own type is not considered floating and is subject to Eglal Rufa, thus one would only measure from the top corpse, or perhaps the top corpse is considered floating 
floating and the bottom is not considered covered and we would only measure from the bottom. The Gemara brings other possibilities as well. So the entire court of judges who came out to measure the mysterious mace slumped over the red monopoly board in the middle of nowhere were shocked to discover one mace on top of another and debated who to measure from and whether to measure from his navel nose or neck. Which reminds us, the next mission brings him out hooks regarding which part of the corpse to measure from. Is it from the nose, navel, or neck? Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which step do we discuss the importance of providing Leviya, as seen by the Egla Rufa, and its limitless reward? That's on Duff. Membov. Good. Number 2. Which step do we discuss the case of grafting, which grants an exemption from going to war? That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good. Number three. Which step we have a question? Rebbelezim and Yaakov holds that the entire Sanhedrin needs to go out for Egla Rufa. That's on Dav. Mem Hey. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we have a question? We're going to how many judges measure to the cities around the corpse for Egla Rufa? That's on Dav. Mem Dalad. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we learn that Pinchas descended from both Yosef and Yisro? That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good number six. Which stuff do we the incident of Elisha and the bears? That's on Dov. Mem Vav. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have a question of who to measure from in a case where there is one corpse on top of another? That's on Dov. Mem Hey. Good number eight. Which stuff do we discuss the disqualifications of an Egla Rufa and Paraduma? That's on Dov. Membav. Good number nine. Wish something to learn that regarding a Milchemist mitzvah, everybody goes out to war. That's on Dov. Memdal. Good and number ten. Wish something to learn that one who flatters will ultimately fall to Gehenim. That's on Dov. Memalov. Excellent. That comes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.